need a mic. Tuesday to Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Spark you a boat, blunt, dory, man, I got. I still need a little more light, sweetheart. I'm a little, I'm a little dark up in here. Oh, baby, we be mo, yeah. How we looking? How we looking? Oh, man. What did I just do? How we doing this morning? I always have so much trouble with the startup. That's as high as it goes. That's as high as it goes? Dang. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I do need a little more light. Y'all give me a second real fast. It's dark outside. Got a little overcast outside. Just got to adjust the studio lights here for a second. No, but this one, the middle one. The real one will do? And point it towards you. Good morning, good morning. Oh, it's going to be a great episode of Wake and Bake with BMO. I'm so excited. What's up, Drew? What's up, G2? Good morning to you. Um, oh, man, it's so good to see a new day. You know what I mean? Make sure you say good morning to the lady of the house. Don't be rude. Good morning. Don't be rude. How you doing? Oh, oh let me turn this down. I know y'all can hear. I can hear me, and I'm listening to me. I'm so excited. All right, a couple of things we want to talk about this morning. On baby, we be mo, yeah. Woo. Um, I've been working on my, I've been working on my promo video, lady of the house. It's almost ready. It's almost ready. Maybe we can get us a commercial. Hey. How crazy that be? You see a commercial, wake up, baby, be mo on the news. On the news. On the news. Couple things we want to talk about this morning. Um, as I promised. Yesterday, today, we are going to talk about what's next. I think yesterday we had a pretty good time of celebration and, 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 and figuring out where we lie within this whole situation. What's up, Tia? Good morning to you. Tia Pearl. Good morning. Um, so we want to talk more about post-election situations. Uh, and then I, there's a couple things. Big news is happening today. Big news. Big news happening today. Do y'all know what today is? Today is the launch date for Do You Know What Today Is? It's the launch day for Nami Organica. Nami Organica. Huh? You can just say Nami. Nami. <laughs> Make sure y'all go over to uh, Nami Organica on Instagram right now. Right now. No, not right now. Well, soon. Maybe right now if you want to do right now. It's okay. I can take a back seat. Uh, go over to Nami Organica, make sure you get your shea butters, make sure you get your, your, your hemp-infused products. I think we got, what we got in there? We got, uh... I got the hair oil. Mm. Um, well, right there, actually. Yeah. I've been using it. Um, y'all y'all wonder how my hair has been growing so luxurious, luxuriously and, and very moisturized. Look at these edges. See how snatched these edges are? Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, y'all can't see my face. All you see is Nami Organic. I'm looking at me. My apologies. Y'all see my face? You see this well-moisturized skin? You see these edges? You see this well-moisturized skin? That's right, baby. Um, who sent you a... Uh, did you send Drew a friend request? Did I? I don't know. Maybe. If so, she hustling, okay? Accept it. And make sure you repost, tell a friend, and tell a friend it costs absolutely zero dollars to support the lady of the house. Absolutely zero dollars. Yeah, every morning, you might as well just, you know, at least give her a retweet or, or, or a shout-out or a follow or something. You know what I'm saying? We all need... Uh, moisturized, melanated skin. That's right. 
You got anything else you want to add to to the promo I just gave you, Lady of the House? Um, if you go to our website, you will receive ten percent off your first order. So you know, it's a launch today. Maybe you can save a little coins. <laughs> 10% off your purchase today on launch day. You got to join the mailing list, though. Make sure you join the mailing list. That's right. Make sure you join the mailing list to support the lady of the house, Nami Organica. she hook you up with some things. Let me tell you something about this. Let me tell you something about this. There's more than shea butter, um, which I'm calling the men's line of the body butter. <laughs> Maybe you should have a product called body butter. Um... Yeah, let me tell you something, man. This joint is it's wonderful. It's got the hemp oil in there, and it's definitely giving me the relaxed face at the same time while giving me this glow. Although the sun is not out, your boy is still shining. Yeah, it definitely relaxes my muscles when my neck is sore. That's right. I just throw a little bit of that right. on there. That's right. Good yeah. morning, Lauren. Good morning. Speaking of Lauren's, do we want to talk about that? It's up to you. Let me see your jaw. Oh, you putting it? You giving? You getting it closer? Oh, oh. no, I'll just. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, man, I had not thought about to talk about that on the show. Maybe tomorrow, maybe today, maybe if you stick long enough. There's a, uh, uh, there's a good, because I know niggas love talking about relationships. There's a good relationship topic on the horizon, but I feel like it might be a little irresponsible to talk about it right now. But now that I brought it up, I feel like I done teased the people. Why is it irresponsible? Because I feel like we should be talking about like post Biden and our and our and our liberation going forward. Unless we just want to talk about True. us. I mean, it's not uh, we can't do both. Of course, again. Is there a segue? Can one lead to the other? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, what's up, B? Good morning, man. Uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. I would like first, let me show you. Okay, let's do this. Don't know quite what I want to do. Who is this right here? Oh, it's the media lady. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, I think this is actually a very good example of what we're going to talk about. I want to show y'all this video and see. Y'all tell me what we, um, we can't talk about non-Trump-related things. That's right, Drew. Now that Trump is lost, we can actually get back to ignoring politics. But I want to show y'all this video of the celebration outside the White House after the announcement of Joe Biden being winner. And I want y'all to see if y'all uh, see the same thing I see. <laughs> Anybody notice anything interesting about uh, that video right there? Anything interesting? Anything interesting? Anything anybody wants to, to call out? When you <laughs> Lady of the House, let me ask you this. When you hear Sweet Caroline, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? <laughs> nah. What? Well, I'm first wondering where I am. <laughs> That's the very first thing. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> right. Where they are singing in mass. Sweet Caroline. Right. This is not an Africans only uh, function, and I'm in. No. Uh, my first, now, yeah, you know what? Later in the house, that was my first thought. Like, where the fuck are where they? 
right. Fuck? And then also, damn, I feel out of place. Right. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I got two thoughts. Uh, so far, uh, uh, pedophile song is what Danny said. Lil Hustler said, uh, white people. B said they singing a white ass song. Exactly. Yep. Uh, this is the immediate celebration point right after Joe Biden gets elected. And what are they singing? Sweet Caroline. Meaning to say this celebration isn't for us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> not only that, but they were not singing the national anthem. They weren't singing. Oh! Mm. Mm. Oh! <laughs> Lady of House with the Stinger. Not only were they singing Neil Diamond, they were also specifically not singing. Right. The Star Spangled Banner. Right. Ooh, people talking all that right. shit right. about the most patriotic song. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, on the same note, so I, I'm saying that to say I'm, I'm I'm making a larger point here. Y'all know me. I'm making a larger point here. I'm saying that to say if in the moments after. Biden was elected. White people playing Sweet Caroline. It's a celebration of them. Right. Right? And this is where I think, this is where I think black folks and colored folks, we got to be a little more careful. It's, we have not even gone halfway down the battle yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if we halfway done. I find it interesting that Stacey Abrams, the winner of Georgia, future president of the United States of America, yeah, I said it, okay. uh, who, all, who will run from the Our Black Party um, Platform, yeah, I said it. Um, Stacey Abrams said, "Job not done." That's what Kobe said too. Right? Job look done? No. <laughs> Job look finished? Job okay, not finished. <laughs> Job not done. What are we smiling for? That's what Kobe said. Is it look done? Right. Okay. Right. Um. Uh. So yeah. It's, so I find it very interesting. On a similar note, parallel note. After the election, I did have a hard time trying to find some songs to celebrate to within the black community. <laughs> what are some black political win songs? Well, you did play My President is Black. I did play My know. President is Black. That's true. <laughs> I did play My President is Black. It was inaccurate, but well, sort of. Kind of, you know. My Vice President is Black-ish. <laughs> anyway, we're what not going there. was another song you played, too? Oh, Fight the Power. Fight the Power, which again, I don't think is a celebration song. It's, it's not. It's... It's a job not finished song. Right. <laughs> um, but I say that to say, I, you know, I, as if I was in that crowd, I feel like celebration for Joe Biden is just, um, you about to lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just feel like that's, um, oh, Kendrick, we going to be all right. Although I feel like that's inappropriate because we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We and, might be all right. this man is not our savior. Fuck Donald Trump. There we go. You, another another suggestion for you about to lose your job. Get this dance. Because <laughs> you are detaining me for nothing. <laughs> oh, man. God bless black women. To have the wherewithal while in handcuffs. <laughs> while in handcuffs. To sing a whole song. You about to lose your job. <laughs> I wonder if she was right. I hope she's doing okay. I hope she's doing just fine. I hope she's getting... I don't know if that thing actually hit some... Wait. There's one of these songs in the quarantine that accidentally made it to the bill... One of those remix songs made it to the Billboard Top 100 by accident. 
wasn't it? It wasn't the Bang Yang, was it? It wasn't the Bang It might have been You About to Lose Your Job. It was another song that was happening during the quarantine slash protest. And one of them songs actually charted. I can't remember which one it was. Um, yeah, and the, the, you're absolutely right. Sophia, did she, did he actually lose his job? Right. Probably not. What's up, Joe? Joe Schmo. Good morning to you, man. Good morning. Um, welcome back to Who We Can Be, We Can Be Mo. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, good morning, Janelle. Um, Good morning. Oh, damn. The officer, uh, Victoria says the officer made a video revealing he, in fact, did not lose his job. Damn. Of course not. He, in fact. He, in fact, did not lose his job. <laughs> that would be the end credits of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> officer Lazer reveals he, in fact, did not lose his job. The point of that is, we're talking about Car- we're talking about Sweet Carolina's video. We just watched a whole bunch of white people uh, celebrating. The point of that is we should be thinking about what's next. Right? Uh, I want to show you another video. So I showed you Sweet Caroline, which I think is a weird place for black folks to be celebrating. I want to show you another video that my line brother Brandon suggested to me that we all watch together. That is y'all favorite man in the world. Van, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> it's, um... Let me turn it down, because Van Jones about to crank on y'all with his, with his wet-ass face. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. Okay. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier, it's easier to tell your kids... Character matters. It matters. Tell no, the truth no, matters. Man Jones. Being a good person matters. Wait, is he sniffling you? Yeah. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away. It's not that... Uh, it's not that I've... Uh, uh, as a parent, you, why'd you cry, Janelle? It's not that I don't think we should be emotional about the situation. Because if we, if we look at it, the trajectory in which the former president or our lame duck president was going on was a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little scary. So I, I get that. Um, but I... Should would be should we be crying? Should we be crying in joy? Again, I mean, I feel like if you could, I feel like if you know the words of Sweet Caroline, maybe you can cry. Um, but the election of a political person has never been the key to liberation for Black folks. Hello. So I see your tears enjoying life as we go through the by and by, as the as the enslaved would say, or the highways and byways, mm-hmm. as my reverend would say. Um, shout out to Reverend Johnson. Shout out to Reverend Johnson. Both. Both. <laughs> Both Reverend Johnson. Um, oh, Candace. No- <laughs> my friend Candace know um, the words of Sweet Caroline. Therefore, you have the license to cry. No, let me stop playing. I just think it's, I feel like Van Jones can cry, but we as a, we as a black society shouldn't be crying. <laughs> Relief, yes. But like, this nigga crying like we crossed the finish line. Yeah. I don't know. He's um, crying the way that people were crying when Obama was elected. Yeah. 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 Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um... 
I know. I know. I went down, um, Candace is from uh, the church in South Carolina. Oh. Went down nice. to, uh, I went down to Myrtle Beach for. Just to see your brother. Yeah, I went down to Myrtle Beach for a weekend to see Pops. He told me Reverend Johnson died a little while ago. I saw the new preacher, Pastor Sean. He all right. He all right. We could talk now. Don't get me started, Kansas. I could talk about that era in Myrtle Beach for a long time. The Reverend Johnson's youth choir era. Oh my God! What a time. Mm, anyway, uh, yeah, it could have been a cry of relief, you know. I'm, but I'm judging Van Jones, but I'm not judging y'all. I'm judging Van Jones though. Okay, maybe John Van Jones is here. I'm emotional in general and constantly working to make life easier for Z. So yes, I'm empathetic. Okay, I'm more okay. emotional about Georgia than the overall elections. As am I. As am I. Uh, some people saying they're glad they saw him cry. Let's see. We got some comments here. Read, read the comments, lady. Go back up. Uh, let's see. We got to go up. We got to go up. I'm trying to. I'm Owen trying to, says, yeah, uh-huh. it could have been a cry of relief. Okay. A, mm, a, a relief of what, though? Not being a. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Again, I feel myself killing my mama Joy. I told you I killed my mama Joy yesterday. She called me all happy. And I was basically like, bitch, so what? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah, Victoria says that Georgia runoff is serious. It is. They got to get Mitch McConnell uh, with the fuck up out of here. Yeah, you already said Janelle's comment about her being emotional and making mm-hmm. life easier for mm-hmm. Z. Drew says he's more emotional about Georgia than the overall election. Okay. Um, Lauren up? says she got emotional over Detroit. I don't know. This is dead. Okay. It by KK. I was beyond hurt. I was at the funeral. Oh, she's talking about to my Reverend yeah, Johnson. Reverend Johnson. Um, hey, but I'm back Reverend to Van. Johnson. He was just emotional about his kids. Don't do moms like that. Don't do moms <laughs> like that. I gotta chill. I gotta chill. <laughs> the parents came and got me real fast. Uh, I gotta chill. Got I gotta together. chill on Van Jones. Okay, I'll chill on Van Jones. We'll chill on Van Jones. So Van Jones being so wrapped in the election for right. You right. Okay. All right. All right. He's still a punk ass nigga for crying, but that's okay. That's all right. Not for crying, but uh, I don't know. I still gotta give Van Jones the punk ass stamp. I don't know, y'all. It's some. It's a little some bitch made about Van Jones. Maybe it's just Van. Maybe it's him and his stupid face. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Now, mind you. I'm sorry I said that because just last week I was saying how if we're going to critique black people, we got to critique them intelligently, right? And not necessarily call them ugly. Here I am calling Van Jones and his stupid face. My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. My apologies. But did wasn't Van Jones like pro-Trump for like 20 minutes? Yes. <laughs> Get this thing the fuck up out of here. <laughs> we didn't forget. Get out of here. Um, oh, fucking Van Jones. And of course, you know what's crazy? Uh we gonna let him cry? We not look. We not. I'm not. I'm not calling Van Jones a punk ass for crying. I'm calling Van. Jo- I'm calling the act of Van Jones crying a punk ass move. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Not specific. I cry all the time, brother. Like because he did it. Because Van Jones cried specifically. <laughs> I'm giving him the punk ass nigga award. I'm giving him the opposite of the Paul Robeson Negro of the Century Award. Damn. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um. And I was, and also maybe, maybe it's just a fun thing for black folks to not like Van Jones. Because honestly, one of the three things that I saw after the election that was really killing me, after I saw that uh, uh, the election results had been 
um, the election results had been announced. One of the trending topics I saw in the black, in the black community was, get Van Jones off my TV. <laughs> that was the, one of the first things I saw was, somebody get Van Jones off my goddamn TV. <laughs> oh, man, that's just funny. We got two more things I want to show you, though. So I feel like those two things I just showed you a second ago, I showed you a crowd of white people singing Sweet Caroline in victory to Van, not Van Jones, in victory to Joe Biden winning the, um, uh, Joe Biden winning the election. Yeah. We about to get there, Janelle. I'm talking about Candace Owens. We about to get there in one second. You just hold on a second. Um, uh, what? Oh, I saw you the video of Sweet Caroline, the white folks singing, which means I feel like we out of place for, for singing in celebration with them because that's just not our song. Two, I showed you Van Jones crying, which I think is an extreme reaction to that. But I'm, I'll give Van Jones, I'll give Van Jones a half a pass because he's been so wrapped up in the in the election cycle, reporting that shit day after day after day, and then being constantly looked at as the empathetic black voice in America, and then have all that pressure be put on you uh, during the election. I'll give you half a pass, Van Jones. I'll give you half a pass, my nigga. Get a little water, y'all. Get a little dry. Uh, what I want to show you now, I think are more related to what's next. I'm really tired of talking about the election. I think today will be the actual last day we talk about the election in the sense of like who won. We can talk about the election in the sense of the black cities that stood up, Detroit, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta, D.C., Baltimore, Oakland. We could talk about those black cities that really, Philadelphia, I said Philly? No. Philadelphia, we could talk about those black cities that really stepped up in the election, talk about how they're the central hub for maybe what's next in the black uh, political thinking. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Janelle says Fox News is not allowed in the house. Mm -mm. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. You got to keep the peace. Everybody trying to see all that. Um, although I thought it was uh, Omaha. There you go, because Omaha is a very black ass city. Learn that. In the birth of uh, in the birth of Deuce, that there's a very tight black community uh, in Omaha, mm. but so that also that also reminds me of the very tight knit black communities in all of the Midwest. Because honestly, the niggas in Omaha really reminded me of the niggas in St. Louis. Like it was almost like they were born of the same ilk. Anyway, getting past the um, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So I want to show you some things that are related to the future. Did y'all see these tweets by Kiki Palmer? Y'all see these tweets? I want to know. Well, I don't know what y'all thoughts are. Um, the first tweet was: Imagine if your EBT card could only work on healthy uh, items. Uh, looking nice, looking nice, looking nice. Of course, she then deleted that tweet because she got ate up alive. Um, and then the second tweet that she did wrote that was more a little about uh, exactly what was a little more worded better. She said, "Hey, Kamala Harris, I know you just started, but me and my friends were talking about it." And we think EBT cards should swipe free on all items considered healthy. XOXO. Um, I want to give. Um, <clears throat> I want to give Kiki Palmer some credit. I see the people in my comments. She already. Uh, she already. Uh, they already upset with her. <laughs> uh, but I will say. Um, when I first saw it hit on Twitter, like this button, stop playing. Wait, make we be more, yeah. Um, I will say this, and this is why I put this under the what's next section. Kiki's got a point. Kiki's got a huge point. 
Um, do I, Kiki's got a point. What I would have appreciated more, um, the people are going off about this food desert. Go ahead, y'all. Yeah. Y'all like these comments up. I would appreciate it if, if Kiki, first off, Kiki had an idea. It wasn't research. It was just a thought. What if? Imagine if. And I actually think, um, I actually think Kiki has a great point. I think when we talk about food in the black community, we talk about food in lower income communities, food that's actually subsidized by the government. I think it is very interesting when we start talking about uh, food subsidized by the, by the government, food that's considered non-healthy is far more subsidized than food that is considered healthy. Organic food is more expensive uh, and least accessible to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all And y'all are talking to a former nonprofit dude. I know about the food deserts. I know about transportation deserts. I know how black people can get involved in food and how black people don't have access to healthy food, all that. <clears throat> um, I will say this also as somebody who's been on EBT. I don't know if y'all been on EBT, but... <clears throat> um, I would find it, is it not an interesting idea to provide free healthy food for individuals who make less money, who are EBT? We got a lot of comments. She should have done a little research. I disagree. I, okay, I disagree with her first. Why do we got to be sleuths? Why do we got to be experts to have an idea? Kiki Palmer's what, 20, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. She like 28 maybe. 28? 27, 28, yeah. Uh, double dollars at farmers markets. So to me, to me, this is where I talk about what's next. This is where I talk about what's next. In our future as black political powerful, when our people make statements, when we have ideas, to me it's far more fruitful to support those ideas with resources rather than tear those ideas down. To me, that's just ass backward thinking and working. It's cute for social media. It's cute to have a it's cute to have a snapback. It's cute to have a read on Instagram and Twitter. That's cute, but like... Yeah. Now what? Now what? Now, now, unfortunately, I didn't hear a conversation about food deserts in the black community on Twitter. I didn't hear a conversation about the uses of EBT uh, in the black community on Twitter. I heard conversations about the cancellation and the stupidity of Kiki Palmer. And that drives me crazy. That's detrimental to us as a people. That drives me crazy. This could have been an opportunity for us. Um, this could have been an opportunity for us to have a real discussion. All the points that y'all are making in the comments right now, those have been the exact same discussion we should have been having under Kiki, under Kiki Kwame's tweets. And especially Instead, since, since she has a platform. Right. Yeah. Right. But now, but now we get a tweet, her tweeting Kamala Harris talking about EBT being considered health as if the vice president has anything to do with government sensitized food programs. But, um, to me, that's the, to me, that's the, Michelle, you said it just right there. You said people, because people are ready to cancel versus educate. A couple of weeks ago, what did we say? What did we say? What did we get rid of right here on Wake Up Bake with BMO? The whole crabs in the barrel mentality? We got rid of that mentality because what it does is it forces, uh, it forces us to not think about the situations that surround us and then denigrate the people who are next to us. Take a moment. To digest and hear the perspective. Maybe add something constructive. I actually add something constructive of the tweet, but that shit don't go nowhere because that's just the that's just the uh uh 
the channels, the channels and the and the nomenclature, not the nomenclature, but the jargon of Twitter is to be is to be negative. If you're looking for real discussions on social issues, Twitter ain't it. So then where's the real discussion? Because all of us on Twitter. Yesterday, me and not yesterday, maybe a couple, couple weeks ago, me and the ladies, um, me and the lady at the house, we went through the 10 different types of black Twitter there are. All of us are on Twitter to a certain point. All of us are on social media to a certain degree. So if social media is not the place to have the discussion, where is it? We haven't discussed. You are on Instagram right now. And we're having the discussion about political power in the future for black folks. So if social media ain't the place, where is it? Because I checked I check the podcast numbers. Uh-oh. Ain't nobody looking. But I got a hell of people on this joint every morning. I actually did see a lot of, Jordan says, I actually did see a lot of people trying to educate her. She continued to double down on what she said and dismiss the attempts at education, which made people want to drag her more. Drew says a lot of people, are, a lot of black people are worn out from educating people. They just attack now. That's a good point. Um, social media as a whole, Janelle said, maybe it's uh, just not the time. Uh, I just need a, a break, True. Uh, Michelle continues to say we should never tire from educating our communities, and that is the, and that is problematic. Um, talking Twitter specifically, Twitter leads to the negative. We talked about this before. In order to be popping on Twitter, Jordan, I, I read your comment, which is it's interesting to say that even even after those education attempts, I read some of those attempts. Some of them are still a little snarky and without tone. Uh, but again, I, I guess that's the the tone of the tone of Twitter. Um, uh, even in those positive touch points, what have we said a couple of weeks ago? The things that get highlighted on social media through algorithm, we know this through the algorithm, is, is white negativity. Black positivity is very hard to get off on Twitter. We know, that from, we know that from Twitter putting forth negative things in the algorithm first, and we know that from the algorithm on Twitter, if you just did like a, a simple picture just now, it'll show you in the preview of the picture the most white balanced thing. Um, I'll, I'll try to put that up on, on my Instagram a little later. But anyway, I'm saying I have to say that on social media, the thing that's highlighted most is white negativity. Which is why I'm glad to hear on Wake and Bake with Bemo, we're actually a very solution-baked podcast, solution-baked morning show. I would love to see when these situations come about. I would love to see, and I do this shit all the time. I would love to see us respond with optimism, with points, with the points. The point about, I forgot about the double dollars at, at Marcus because I was on EBT for a little while. I forgot that you can go to the farmer's market and rack the fuck up. Hit my capture button for me, sweetheart. Oh, stepped your foot in the weed tray. Um, I forgot. Um, I forgot that you can go to the farmer's market and rack the fuck up. And not only rack the fuck up, if you go to the farmer's market with the EBT, from my experience at least, they'll hook your ass up. Not alone will they double you up, they will hook your ass up. People saying that IG Live is a good platform for discussions like this. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sydney says, am I wrong for thinking people should tweet about what they know, especially when discussing the plight of other people. Are you wrong for that? Yes. Yes. Uh, Victoria said uh, Victoria said a second, a second ago, it'd be different if we were reviewing her dissertation. And I think that actually might be a little bigotry on the side of the educated for everybody. Um, um, I think, uh, what was I just saying? 
uh, oh, we're talking about Twitter right now, right? So, like, we said last week, what if niggas is dumb? Twitter is social media, a place where you get to express yourself. I think it's irresponsible to look to Twitter and think that serious discussions should happen. Well, I just contradicted myself while being on IG Live about having serious discussions. Um... But oh oh, what I was saying was I think it's a little I think it's a little bigotry on the side of the educated intellectual people who know how to write research paper, people who know how to do fucking research. I think it's a little unfair on our side to say that everybody who has an idea has to follow that same process when they're completely ignorant of the process. Right. Um. Uh. At the same time, as black folks, you do got to be responsible about what you say. And honestly, I don't. Um, let me look back at. Let me look back at her original tweet. Is it offensive? Imagine if EBT could only work on healthy items. Is that offensive? It's not offensive, but it's harmful in communities with food deserts. Okay, let me work out the math in my head real fast. My name is BMO. I live on the south side. I got EBT. On the south side, there are only two grocery stores. There's the Giant on the south side of the south side, and there's the Safeway that's on the north side of the south side. Flip it around. The Giant's on the north side, the Safeway's on the south side. Or maybe it's east and west. Either way. There are two on, two, only two grocery stores. There's a food market that comes to the Ark every two weeks in certain seasons where I can use that. There aren't any organic places. There aren't any places where I can buy fresh produce on the regular. EBT has suddenly decided to change my EBT benefits. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Change my EBT benefits so that it's specifically healthy food. Initially, if they change that shit on Tuesday, on Wednesday, there would be no food in the grocery stores because all the healthy food in the grocery stores would be gone because that's everything that people could buy, especially if that shit was like on the 1st or the 15th. So then what would the response to the grocery stores be feeling that their inventory for healthy food is being depleted more rapidly? Would they stock up more on healthy food? No. You don't think so? No. You think they just not make money? It depends on if, if it's EBT, cost effective for them. Well, I'm thinking if EBT, if EBT is only if EBT only works on what is considered healthy food, which means that doesn't mean that the food is free from the store. That means the government is basically paying for the food. Are you saying that the market wouldn't respond by producing more healthy food? If that's the thing that's being bought more? Like I said, it depends on if it's more cost effective for them. Or it depends on what is more, yeah. Whatever they can gain the most money from. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it goes back to like the, I feel like this is the same thought process which they were trying to give drug tests to people who were on food stamps. It feels like the government is always trying to tell 
poor people what's best for them. Uh, that's a little. It's the idea of the government telling people what's healthy or what they should and shouldn't eat. There's one thing is like suggestions from like suggestions on what's nutritional and being transparent about what's traditional, about what's um, nutritional. But I feel like it crosses the line when you are forcing people to eat uh, something based on a standard that they don't name themselves. Has anybody asked? Um, I haven't read any of the comments yet. Just doing some thoughts in my head. But has anybody asked like who like who would even determine what's healthy? And also like let me read what y'all got to say. Let me see what y'all got to say. Here we go. We got some comments here. Um what we got, what we got. All right. Um Man, y'all really going off right now. Uh, keep going. Here we go. Janelle says we equate EBT to poverty or lacking financially, so black folk automatically got to be already got offended. But I'm ex but I'm pretty sure there are way more white folks in government systems than us. That's true. Um, uh, there are way more whites on EBT. That is a fact. Uh, exactly. EBT is equated to. Uh, uh, Safia says she thinks that Kiki Palmer's statement was offensive. Is offensive because it's the government controlling people. There we go. Um, okay, but I do like you're right. That shit is kind of wild. You can't just force people. You can't tell people what they should and shouldn't eat. Shit, I don't, the government don't even know how to fucking protect us, let alone uh, give us fucking affordable health care, let alone fucking give us prevent, uh, preventable things such as good food, great doctoring, organic food market should be popping, but it's not. That's an interesting thought, though. Um, I would like the thought, so the second thought that Kiki Palmer had was, uh, what do y'all think about if healthy food was free for those on EBT? Is that offensive? No. But you should have, you should be able to have the option to get healthy food or unhealthy food. Hmm. I did miss some good comments. I stopped reading. <laughs> I stopped reading. You want to read some of the comments that was out there? No. Huh? I don't know. What happened? Oh. Um, also, before we, as we keep going with this discussion, there's a couple of things I wanted to show y'all. What we looking like on time? 38 minutes? Okay, we straight. Um, I do believe, I do, I saw, I saw a comment just now that health is a subjective subject. There is something to the idea of the government subsidizing healthy food, though. There is something to the idea of food costing financially what it should cost your body. There is something to that idea. Um, and I don't know if that's direct government control, but it should be, it should be easier to get a bag of apples 
on EBT than it is to get a bag of hot Cheetos. Not saying that one should be cheaper or harder, but like I feel like that might be a conversation of food deserts, which I don't how do you fix food deserts? Michelle, help me out on that one. How do you fix, other than farming, how do you fix food deserts? Wouldn't, I was thinking maybe a solution would be where there are like fast food places in certain areas you'd replace that with grocery stores or, I don't know, somewhere where people could get. But you can't do that. How how do you do that? Well, that's on like the developers because like they're the ones who decide to build. Developers (laughs) trying to make money. Right. Right, uh, I very much believe that the the only moral responsibility a company has is to make money. That's my personal belief. So I don't see I don't see developers automatic suddenly shutting down a very popular fast food place like a Popeyes or Mickey D's to put up a Mom's Organic. I don't see it happening. I think food doesn't have something to do with implicit bias, though. I think it's a fallacy to think that black folks don't like healthy food. What's up? Stop calling them food deserts. It's a... Structural racist problem. Um, It's called a food apartheid. Jesus Christ. Okay, so how do we fix it then? How do we fix it then? Grocery co-ops are doing good work. It goes back to design and urban planning of a community. Is the community worth it? Um, do they uh, essentially convince the people to, there are answers to all of this and the U.S. refuse to implement to make some big enough changes. But what are they though? Like education? Uh, but what truly is the solution to a food desert? Because that is, someone starting a grocery store is private business, correct? Yeah. It's a evaluation of a market. Right. At the same time, I know that there are laws uh, that subsidize food on a foundational level like corn far more than organic growing. I know there is a discrepancy there. Grocery stores cost money and there are projects happening to create them. Uh, In Capitol Heights, wait, wait, wait. In Capitol Heights, there's a farmer's market black owned. Are these, are these fixing the problems, though? But think of the fact that most fast food locations are placed in high-traffic areas geared towards high-profit margins. I agree. I agree. I would, I would open a Waffle House in Southeast in the, it, with the quickness. With the quickness. That's just a valuable, that's a valuable thought. But that doesn't fix, that doesn't fix the food desert situation. Um, and I'm... When I th- excuse me, if the food apartheid situation. Wait, what's offensive? What's offensive about the desert? Does the desert does the desert insinuate that it's a natural situation and nobody's actually making it happen? Go all the way down. Uh, I have, Michelle says I believe we have to re- I believe we have to remember that we can do other things related to self sufficiency, growing our old food, education, small cooperatives. Uh, immediately the issue to access. So I think farmers markets are addressing that issues, but I think there's a long-term solution as well. I'd be interested to see what that is. I'd be interested to, and I'd be interested to see how we can engage someone like a Kiki Palmer 
uh, instead of bashing that person or canceling that person. Although she, you know, it might take a little while to educate a person, but you know, shit, that don't mean that you just get automatically pushed out. Just my thought. Wow, we went really long on the food situation. Yeah. That's what's up, though. It's a serious problem. Uh, one of my mel- one of my medical public health friends told me that I think it was you, Sydney. Told me that um, you could trace all roots of racism back to health and poverty. It's crazy. Health and poverty. Well, or shit, just poverty. Honestly, uh, desert is a, considered a void. These communities are not a void. They were built and designed in such a way that simple things are not accessible. True. That's true. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay. Okay, but we agree that there shouldn't be government-built uh, grocery stores, though, right? No. Would you go to... Would you go to... Ugh. Hell no. Nah. I don't want that person. Oh, that's why they stopped giving out the food. Hmm? That's why they stopped giving out the food anyway. I'm not trusting no government cheese. Fuck that. I'm not giving no <laughs> government chicken. Get the fuck out of here. No government produce. Um, oh, so there's a couple of things I wanted to show y'all. In 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 the in the same vein of, of victory and freedom, as we talk about what's next, I wanted to I wanted to. Sh- did y'all see this? Did y'all see this wonderful example of freedom that's coming up? Did y'all see this? Dreamscape presents Hair Love by Matthew A. Cherry, narrated by Blue Ivy Carter. Blue Ivy is narrating Hair Love. In the discussion about what's next. When we talk about what's next. I don't even know how to encapsulate that myth. But I just feel like that's what's next. Continual overcoming like the continued resilience and overcoming of uh, of stereotypes and oppression that we were given at birth. You got to remember, they were calling a blue nappy-headed hoe when she was just born. What? And now she's narrating hair love? That, girl, that little girl might get, a, uh, might get a Grammy off rip. She already has one. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Crazy. Talk about freedom. I love to see it. I love to see it. Um... Oh, man, we're we starting to run out of time. But so maybe tomorrow, we talked about it yesterday that we were going to talk about today, tomorrow. Uh, I saw this as a post, and, I, and because of it, highlights child's ability to read and articulate. Right. Um, that's really dope. Uh, we, today, we were supposed to talk about it, but we talked about... Uh, uh, um, we talked about what are we supposed to do now? Well, the the next steps and how do we re-engage? I wanted to start it off with Kiki because I feel like Kiki didn't really do nothing wrong. She just made a, a very bad statement. She was corrected. Hopefully, she continues to do the work as it comes to as it comes to the food apartheid. Uh, will she or won't she? That also leads me to here's the thing that kind of pisses me off. To to the vein of someone saying that like I think Sydney you said earlier that. Uh, if you can't speak about it intelligently, then maybe you shouldn't speak about it at all. While I disagree with that, I do follow the energy of, if you're going to talk about it, do something about it. Don't just talk about it. If you're going to get on Twitter, get dragged and protect yourself 
from a statement that you made that was incorrect and then you corrected that statement, do something about it. Because now you've learned. That's the thing that's going to piss me off. The same thing, this, I have, and I have the same, the same energy for 50 Cent, the same energy for Lil Wayne, the same energy for Ice Cube. If all this shit was so important to you two weeks before the election, while I disagree with who you support, while I disagree with that, now what you going to do about it? Right. Are you going to stand behind it? Don't just try to protect <laughs> yourself. Don't just try to stand out for the attention because that to me is bullshit. That's why I support Diddy in our black party. There's action behind that. And then I find out that Diddy's not even the starter of that situation. He is a voice that is echoing the party sentiments. When I find that out, that makes sense. So now my question is to you, 50 Cent. Now my question to you, Lil Wayne. Now my question to you, Ice Cube is, okay, now what? Can you follow up? Don't just talk about it. Do something about it. You lost. Ice Cube didn't lose. 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, you lost. This is the, mom, this is the question that blew my mom's mind when she called me. Uh, she called me, she said, are you excited? And I asked her, what is Biden's platinum plan? Platinum plan. And she said, what? I said, what is Biden's platinum plan? What is his plan for black America? Um, and she was like, well, I think it's important for Biden to reunite America. And I was like, I, 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 what, is his, what is his black plan? Now, he might have a black plan. And maybe tomorrow we'll look at what that black plan is. He might have a black plan. But I tell you, it didn't get, no, it didn't get the press that, uh, that the platinum plan got. Not to support the platinum plan or the owner, author or the owner of the platinum plan, but Victor says they have a black plan. We're gonna look at the black plan. We gotta look at the black plan. We gotta look at the black plan. Um, I'll be interested to see what it is. Um, I'm really interested to see now that these individuals who supported who supported the the previous president. Now I'm interested to see how they they're willing to carry that work into the into the next administration. Fifty Cent, if you got a problem with uh, Joe Biden's tax uh, situation, how are you gonna lobby against it? Don't just say that you didn't like it and now you support another nigga. No, no, no. You did something that was detrimental to the community. You supported the racist. Now we need you to take that equal opposite action and do it back towards the community. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Are you are you gonna be on Joe Biden's ass? Can we at least get Petty 50 on Joe Biden's ass? Lil Wayne, same thing to you. Want to endorse a man right before the election? What you going to do about it now? What you going to do about it now? <laughs> you supported those issues when you supported this individual who was terrible for us. Now how are you going to support those issues? That's all I want to know. Uh, Ice Cube, you had the contract with Black America. You said They said they would follow up in the future. Are you going to follow up with Joe Biden? Are we going to get a better black plan through Joe Biden? Now, if they don't do something, now nah, mm, nah, I got. Now nah, I don't know if I can listen to the Carter Three. Just like, ooh, this is great. I'll still listen to it, but like, I'd be like, mm, I gotta skip Mrs. Mrs. Officer. Mind. Like, mm, yeah. I gotta skip Mrs. Officer. This is uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would challenge. Yeah, you're right, Candace. I know damn well Fifty gonna sit his ass in the corner and hold on to his money. Mm -hmm. I know, I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I know these was attention-seeking moments, but see, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I'm an optimist. I want to believe the best in people. 
Okay. Oh, that was my hood healer coming out. Oh, what time does that say right there? 51 minutes? There's one more thing I wanted to show y'all before we go. Uh, but before we do that, though. You got any burning questions for the roach? Uh, okay, what would you tell Kiki Palmer? <laughs> I told what I just told you. You got to do the work now. Like, that shit is whack. That shit is whack. It's whack to... I'm an idea guy. I come up with ideas all the time. Mm. Right? Um, there are so many things that I could say to people. Imagine if every time I had an idea, I just text that person like, ooh, I got an idea for you. That's like getting people's hopes up. It's like telling somebody you have an idea also has the connotation that um, you are going to put some action behind it. Right. Because if not, then you're selling dreams. And everybody, nobody loves a soul dream. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the camera battery is low. Oh. Hit me on the, oh, here we go. Screen two. Appreciate that, Michelle. Um, so I was, I would say to Kiki, do something about it. Yeah. Do something about it. If you feel that bad, oh, transition to things. If you feel that bad, do something about it. Or actually, you know what? Uh, show the media, media girl. Uh, and tell the people about it. I don't know what you wanted to tell them about it. <laughs> I guess just play it then. Okay. I wanted to show y'all this video this morning. Um, I've been getting some slight inspiration as we wind out. I've been getting some slight inspiration, and I'll be honest with you, I, I was a little hesitant to put this on, because I don't really, you know, we don't have a lot of white women on the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to keep it funky with you. Uh, you can go ahead and play it. Okay. But the media media girl has really been, you know. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to say how grateful I am that almost 250,000 of you have been so kind and awesome and are following along. This next part is a little weird though. I'm sure that a lot of us have faced a similar situation that I'm in. It's been really hard to make friends during the pandemic. I just bought a house and I'm in a completely new neighborhood, which makes everything weird also. Um, But life is really, really hard right now. And I'm having um, a lot of trouble feeling very isolated and it's just getting a little too hard to deal with. So if anyone would like to be friends, even just virtual friends, we can write letters, exchange recipes, or crafting ideas, or talk about dinosaurs. But please comment if you want to be friends. I could really use some right now, and I think this is the only way I can think how to do it. There's something really, there's something really brave and strong about being your complete honest self on the internet and maybe that's maybe that's her white privilege right there that just came to my mind maybe she is maybe she can do that maybe she can do that and and what's crazy is i look under those comments and there's nothing but positive messages oh wow nothing but positive messages nothing but positive messages and then you look under kiki palmer shit and you see you know whatever um dragage <laughs> even even a hero of the week. Oh, even under our hero of the week, KJ Brooks. 
stood in front of the KCBD and and tore them down. You look under her comments and they nothing but negativity. Why? You know why. <laughs> I don't. What's the difference between them and the meteor girl? Just she's white? Yeah. So you're saying white people are naturally nicer to white people than black people are naturally black, nicer to black people? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's a question for tomorrow. <laughs> Make sure y'all join us on Wake and Bake with your BMO. Yeah. Tomorrow, Thursday, 8 a.m. ish. Um, it's really not a fair comparison. Okay. Sure. Um, um, mm-hmm. hmm. Criticize each other intensely as black folks. Yeah. So then I wonder who's the white equivalent of Kiki Palmer? Uh, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Let's say Jessica Chastain. What's a white problem? Well, what's perceived as a white problem? Okay, like the Me Too movement and then the gender gap, right? Let's say, mm, here's a good one. Let's say Je- Jessica Chastain said the government needs to kill all these white terrorists. Do you think white people would... Tear her apart like black folks tore Kiki Palmer apart about the about the EBT card. Mm. Well, I'm asking you this question because you said that you just said, "Lady of the House," I'm putting this on you. I didn't. I didn't agree nor disagree. You just said that maybe white folks are nicer to white folks than black folks are nicer to black folks. Somebody said, "Not getting your coffee at Starbucks." <laughs> 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 Brandon said go-go music at the corner of Georgia. Oh, true. <laughs> um, what? Oh, these white, are we looking at white problems now? Yeah. <laughs> we looking at white problems now? Yeah. All right, y'all. We got to go. Uh, thank y'all for joining us on Wake Up Back with BMO. We'll see you tomorrow or Thursday. We'll address this question of uh, are black folks harder on black folks than white folks are harder on white folks? Is that a good, a good thing? Question. Is that a bad thing? Is that a system, is that a system of oppression? It's a thought. It's a thought. Anyway, we like to have great thoughts right here on Wake Up Bake with BMO. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Send a voice memo to your friend to Wake Up with BMO. Yeah. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Get to work. What's next? You understand? What's next? All right. We got Blue Ivy with the freedom. Okay. Blue Ivy is reading books, nigga. We reading books now. We reading books and picking presidents. What? What is the next great thing that we could do? I'm just going to talk until my 60 minutes is up. What is the next thing, great thing we could do? What's the next level? How high can we go? We've already become president. We've, we've already become president. <laughs> <laughs> we've already become president. Don't do that, man. We already make the culture. What tr- Truly, if we were to get, if tomorrow the veil of oppression fell, what's the next thing we do? We was talking about this when we were talking about the greatest creative things that you could do, and I truly feel like creating a human is the best creative thing that you can do. Yeah. The next great thing that you could do after that is create a society. But 
Because right. we, I feel like there's, because this culture is like three, human is two, and then the society is one. If you can make a society, and I'm not talking about metaphorically making society. I'm not talking about influence people's thought. I'm talking about making society like pop out 300, 400,000 people. That's what I'm talking about making society. I'm talking about a, a real structure of land with, with, with borders and self-sufficiency. We're going to run out of time here soon, but like, I'm trying to think what would be the next great thing, the next great black thing that we could do? Have we done it? Is it real? Have we? No. 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 I don't think we have done the greatest black thing we could do. No. Even if we trace our steps back to our ancestry, I still don't think we've done the greatest black thing we could do. Oh, yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Wake and Bake with BMO. We'll be right back tomorrow, Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Fish. Thanks for listening. Good morning.